Hello, I'm Amanda Wacker. Hola, I'm Lenise Castro. Sawadika, I'm Azama Lekpur. And we are the Triplicates. Welcome to the fourth episode of our Triplicates podcast. We are three first-generation women of color currently in our first year of our PhD at UC San Diego. So last episode, we just wrapped up a bit about being our true unapologetic selves in academic and professional spaces. Today, we're going to talk about something kind of related, and that is interview tips and what our experience was. Woo! Woo! <laughs> interview. Oh, you don't sound too excited for that one. I was so nervous, I think. I was too. I was like, I had just gotten my acceptance to my internship. Before I came and interviewed here, so I was like, oh, I'm a hot, like, yeah. person. I was going to cuss, but I'm not going to. I was like, oh, we a baddie. a baddie. You know, we a baddie. <laughs> Hair flips. Hair um, flips. And I definitely dropped in all the interviews. I was like, oh, yeah, so this summer I'm going to be doing that, da, 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 you know, a little flex on them a little, little bit. <laughs> um, but I think when I, like, pulled up to my first interview and had to sit in front of a professor and they asked me about things, my brain went, like, blank. And I was like, ah. Uh, like, I was like. I don't know. It was just like so wild of an experience. It's fine. <laughs> How's your interviews? I'm always a nervous wreck. Yes. We we know that <laughs> she I said am yes. a stressed person. I need another yes. You should say yes. Just yes. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Confirmed. Um, <laughs> um, so I was I was stressed. Um, at least for like my first interview. At my first interview weekend, I definitely was like, uh, 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 I don't know how to do these things. Um, and not to mention, I think we were, I, I was in midterm season. So that was no bueno. Um, but yeah, I think as I went on, I was still nervous, but the nerves definitely kind of died down a little bit. And I was more like, if it happens, it happens. Um, I'm a little bit more accepting of whatever was gonna happen Asama I think my first official interview was over the phone what What? so I was a nervous wreck then but afterwards when I got to do in-person interview it was a little better um I'm not sure why they did over the phone first but that's just a choice like not every school does interviews the same way I've never heard of an over the phone interview for grad school it's like a phone screen. Not it's pre-COVID. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Now. It's also common for, like, jobs, too, I guess. Yeah, so, to sense. me, coming from biotech, I didn't think it was weird. But talking on the phone is definitely challenging because you can't tell when someone is tapering off, when you're going to go in, and then you talk too much, or is it too little? If you've been in any Zoom meeting, like, people talking over each other is not graceful. <sighs> But yeah, um, my first one, I was pretty bad because I like didn't think to like, you know, look up questions and sort of have like typed out answers, especially it being over the phone. Like that could have been so convenient for me, but that's why we're here. Maybe we oh, can. I didn't yeah. even think about you could have Get a cheat started. sheet during Zoom interviews. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like put up post-it notes ready for like 
question. So you can really use this to your advantage. Yes. Yep. I mean, We're all getting it. Pull up okay. your CV. <laughs> You're like, yes, I did this one internship. Blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. You can have mm-hmm. your projects written out and not forget when detail. That's why we're talking about interviews today so that you can be a little bit more informed than we were going into and prepared, and prepared yeah. for interview season because we know it's stressful. And I can't imagine how stressed you are over oh, Zoom. Me either. Good luck, y'all. It's going to be okay. I or think- comfortable pants. Yeah, comfortable <laughs> pants. Wear a nice shirt, something cute. Cute top. Mm-hmm, that you feel good in. Check your background. Noise? What kind no, of background? Like, no, like, like background. background. Like, like when I record stuff, oh. I take all the stuff off my door so it's like yes. cleaner. What about virtual background? Do you recommend that? Oh, yeah, I guess you could. I wasn't using a virtual background for a long time because I didn't want to update my computer, but now I did. So, <laughs> Oh, update your Zoom, I think is what everyone was telling me too. Yes. I don't I don't know how much that's going to change anything. Yeah. But update your Zoom. It's just like if people, some Zooms don't have the ability to like do this thing where you can choose which break of breakout room you're in yeah so people that are interviewing should expect obviously faculty interviews four to six maybe and maybe some activities at night um obviously they'll give you the same kind of presentations they gave us about all the stuff the school offers what you can expect as a PhD student there, some of the community things that they have going on. And then at night, there's mixers or networking events, opportunities for you to talk with graduate students, faculty, all that good stuff. Other people that are interviewing, you probably want to connect with them. So you have a little buddy to get through the whole experience. (laughs) That's the general skeleton of what um, should be, I think, interview weekends. Um, but do we want to get into like, like tips that we want to give them, like yeah. generally and also like specifically maybe for Zoom? I know we didn't do Zoom interviews, but maybe having Zoom meetings and rotating. So I don't know. I feel like we have at least some tricks up our sleeves. Do you have a tip, Osama? What would be like your number one for Zoom or for, for interviewing? like interviews? For interviews. Period. Mm. <laughs> Could be very general. Think before you speak. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's yeah, yeah, and like take a breath. Like sometimes yeah, you so right, right. Because I have seen this like in PhD interviews, but also in industry, we get that you're super smart, super excited, very good scientist. That's why we want you to be interviewing. But once you get there. It's okay to take a breath and think about, okay, how do I explain this project in the best way? Or how do I tell a story rather than hashing out facts on paper that people have already seen? Don't be afraid to take a moment to gather yourself before you like dive in and like answer big questions because you're already there. They can wait two more seconds. It's fine. Yeah. What about you, Amanda? I think along the same vein of that, I was going to say go through the things you know they're going to ask you when they say, tell me about yourself, have that whole spiel ready. Mm -hmm. Know your project back and forth, know the future directions, know why you're looking at whatever protein you're looking at. They will ask you why you chose this route or like these kinds of 
assays to do to solve your problem. They're going to ask you, you want to make sure you know that and you want to make sure it's not the first time that you've strung those words together in a sentence. Yes. That's what I would recommend. If you want to type it out, maybe that helps me a lot when I'm practicing for presentations. I type out like what I would say as Mm -hmm. I go through the slides and then that I can actually look at it and move it like, okay, maybe I should say this a little bit before that one. And you can kind of visualize what's going on. And I think I'm more of a visual person. So that really helps me. Same. Except I don't do well with typing. So I like my first interview, I took a notebook to all my interviews. And in it, I had the list of like faculty that I really liked their science, but also kind of a chalk talk, but on paper of my of my two like our three main projects that I wanted to talk about. Other advice that I have that might be a little different is don't be afraid to show you're excited to be there. For Um, sure. They know you're a good scientist. These people have chosen you to come to this interview weekend because of what you wrote in your personal statement, sometimes in your diversity statement and on your CV. But this is your chance to show them like your personality and that you're excited um, to start a PhD um, because you're human. You're not just a scientist. So that's really exciting. I remember one of my interviews, I think it was my second one, uh, was with Sonia Neal. And we maybe talked science for like 0.2 seconds. And then we just, we I don't know, I don't even know what started it. We started talking about something and it just went on this like big role of us being excited about all of our outreach that we wanted to do. And just like <gasps> being like, and she told me, you know, there's this thing I think you can do here. And if you come here next year, like, I, I think you could really help with this. Da, 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 da. And it was just, like, really good to be, like, she could see how excited I was. And, like, the possibility of coming here was, like, something I was thinking about and actually was enjoying. Like, I remember my interview weekend hearing people are like, oh, I'm definitely not going to come here. I just came here to come here. Oh. Oh, my god. Because, gosh. like, San Diego. Yeah. I mean, I mean if I got a free flight to San Diego. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it was just kind of weird to hear that when I was like, oh, this is, like, my top choice school. So. I feel very differently. (laughs) And the thing you said about having all the faculty in the notebook before you went in there, definitely look up. They will tell you maybe the morning of. I don't like the night before. The night before who who you'll be interviewing with. Definitely check out their web pages. Uh, I definitely tried to look them up on Twitter. Oh, that's smart. I didn't do that. That's like, yeah, that's important. A lot of labs, especially nowadays, have like Twitter accounts where they post it's exciting stuff that's happening. They're usually not updated very often, but at least you can catch like a glimpse of what's going on. Yeah, and I feel like that's an easier way and maybe even more up-to-date version of like recent publications that they've yeah. sent out. I mean, you don't have to read everything that they published within the last year, but like you said, it gives you an idea of the science going on. And then you can kind of see who they're following, who follows them. I go through their leg tweets. Mm-hmm. This oh one thing. If oh you, my God. She does a research. I know I she do. said I stock like um, Facebook stock. Yeah. Oh, that's why if you, if you are interviewing, I recommend you put your things on private because mm-hmm, if I'm yeah. a grad student in your little thing and I'm like, oh, I kind of like them. Let me go see if I can find them anywhere. I will find you. Oh my. Um, <laughs> I know where to look, okay? <laughs> oh my. What would you recommend for people who are really interested in faculty who don't have Twitter? Because I've also run through that problem. Oh. And then I look on their website and it looks like it's made in the 90s. And then you're just like, oh. oh. I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> oh no, multiple people had that. Okay. Like at multiple schools. Well, so here. I was like, what is the vibe of your lab? I cannot tell. I would just Google their name. And, like, the school that they're associated with now. And, like, 
even our our bioinformatics teacher, I found his stuff at his old mm-hmm. university from like 2016 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, like you know, like you can find because usually their full names attached to anything. You can find any news articles they were in, or if they contributed to something, their mm-hmm. research gate. Yeah, uh, you can check out their LinkedIn. They probably have a LinkedIn. But yeah, you, there's definitely ways to find out more about them. And the whole reason is like you don't need, like Lenisa saying, you don't need to read the whole, like every single paper they did. But when they're like, oh, do you have any questions for me? Or if there's like a lull in the conversation, a really powerful move is to be like, oh, I saw you had this project going on. Like what's the steps you're taking right now in your lab? Or what yeah. direction do you see this going? Like I really thought it was interesting. Like where are you going to take this? And they're going to be like, oh, like they actually know something. And then they get to talk and they're excited because you're – mentioning mm-hmm. something that they did that mm-hmm. they're obviously excited about yeah um two things one that asama said one that amanda said asama we amanda's preference is to stalk them on twitter but yes um, <laughs> uh, more commonly you can find their websites um usually if you're on like the faculty page of whatever program you're applying to the lab the lab websites for professors are linked to that if not literally just type in their last name and say lab on Google, and you'll probably <laughs> find them. Um, and then a thing that Amanda said, if there's like a lull in the conversation, kind of have a question ready. I think that's good. Like it, whenever they ask you, do you have a question? I don't know. I wouldn't say like, oh, no, it's fine. Even if it's not specifically about their um, research, I would just have kind of just a general question in your pocket ready to ask. Um so that you guys can keep talking and it's not like you're finishing 15 minutes before the interview is over. I would definitely use the 30 minutes to your advantage. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so Amanda mentioned that, you know, for when you get asked, do you have any questions for me? She would ask for this project, what's the future direction or what are you working on? What are you excited about? What about you, Lenise? Do you have one that's like a trusty fail-safe question? Why are you so surprised? I, <laughs> it's not like we've been playing this episode for two weeks. I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> it's almost like you're being or, interviewed. Or something that you've done, I guess. Um, I guess something that I've I've used that one, the one Amanda asks a lot. And then I've also just been like, oh, outside of doing research and writing grants, what else are you passionate about <laughs> here at the university? Why are you laughing? I know research and writing grants. Well, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> these PIs job. are writing grants and making sure that this lab is getting money. But I mean, Amanda mentioned, for example, Sonia Nail, who's really active outside of just her research in the university community um, and past the university walls, streets. I don't know. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so I think it'd be nice because then you can also see, like, if you're – passionate about outreach and stuff like that um it's nice to see that reflected in the faculty yes just yes period yes period (laughs) Uh, what about you asama oh thank you for asking i have one ready to go um wait wait wait, let me do it so asama do you have any questions for me yes actually i was curious to hear about your scientific journey oh i would love to hear about what brought you here, what your training, your background was like, and would you be open to any future interdisciplinary research based on your background and experiences? Oh, thank you. Great question. (laughs) Actually, um, I think one thing, though, is 
sometimes they are they like tell you. Like, they what? They've already told you. Oh yeah, yeah. In your yeah. conversation, so it's like you gotta have a couple of these on your little post-it note next to your Zoom camera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> you could yeah. also to like talk non non university things. You can be like, well, how do you like? San yeah, like Diego. how long have you lived here? Like, yeah. what university were you at before this? I've learned a lot about faculty switching fields from their like grad school career to postdoc and to what they're doing now. And I always find it interesting because maybe, you know, you majored in something similar in undergrad, but then now you're switching fields and then you're like, oh, now you're switching, but we're still doing the same thing. That's so cool. Like, what got you interested in this? So that makes them a little more relatable because you're like somewhere in their like journey that they've like navigated before. Yeah. That's good. I think also if you're having that as a question to have them in your back pocket, <laughs> I don't know. The words in that sentence didn't make sense. Um, <laughs> like, to oh. ask them, you know, to have that question in your back pocket to ask them. Um, a lot of the interviews, not that they ask the same question, they don't have like a little sheet of paper they're rattling off to you, but it, they're all going to kind of go the same way. Tell me about yourself. Why this program? Uh, what made you pick a PhD? Like, why not another field or whatever? Like, have the answers to those questions ready. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to someone. We did a interview workshop uh, with our mentee group, and they were – Like, I know I want to get my PhD, but I'm not exactly sure what I want to do after that. Like, you can still express that you're excited and you know you want to do science. Um, And you're like, I think what she said, she was really excited and she wanted to figure out what her next steps were through Mm -hmm. the experience of a PhD and being able to experience what it's like to be part of an academic higher education R1 institute, blah, blah, whatever. Yeah. Um, So you kind of can just like push it that way. You don't have to lie or be like, oh, yeah, I really want to be a professor. If you kind of want to go into industry, like, you can kind of, you know, keep it kind of vague, but still, like, show that you're excited and that you know that this, that you could succeed in a PhD program, I think, is the main thing that you need to sell them. Why? (laughs) What happened? So that you're like, oh, if you want to go into industry, keep it kind of vague. (laughs) Oh, I think I think when no. we talked about this too yeah, in my little have. group, um, about the, how there's maybe people treat people that want to go into industry a little differently, yeah, and that like uh, there's a bias. Yeah, and that maybe the professors are obviously at a institute, so they're going to lean towards people that are leaning towards academia and whatever. It's like, uh like I told yeah. I think I told Eric Bennett in my interview that I wanted to be an astronaut, and they still let me in. So. <laughs> No, yeah, I think I just thought it was funny because, like, I know as of, like, right now, I don't think that I want to continue in academia outside of PhD, maybe a postdoc. Mm-hmm. But I, I did exactly that. I kept it like vague. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like, you don't want to expose like, yourself. Like, yeah. Close to your child. So you're like, oh yeah. <laughs> I took a completely different approach to this. I was very frank about it because they saw on my application that I came from industry oh, yeah, and. Yeah. I had a career going for me and they were like, why don't you stay? Why are you here? So not only did I have to do the job of like convincing them that I need the training, the credentials, I want to cross train in different areas and focus on what I really wanted to study rather than like meeting deadlines after deadlines to make a drug. Mm -hmm. Afterwards, I was frank with them. I said, I want to be a CEO, so maybe I want to take this journey. Okay. <laughs> oh, she a bad boss. 
she a baddie? Well, that's one of the many things that got me excited about UCSD because I learned that um, grad students in different fields can take classes at the School of Management. So they could like gain the tools that they need to, if I wanted to found my own company, I would get connections. I would learn about these different things. But that's fine. Like maybe I'll be a professor and that's cool too. Oh, catch me. Asama will hire me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dr. CEO, can you please hire Dr. me? Dr. CEO. <laughs> All the credentials. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know someone, um, they were a mentor of mine in one of my internships that they started mm. a startup. They started a startup mm-hmm. and she's just finishing her PhD. So it's yeah. like, it's kind of very exciting and being like, okay, yeah, I got it now. Like, let's go. Let's do the thing we're trying to do. Yeah, I was super lucky to work closely with a number of CEOs who started their company in their like later years in grad school. So I know that that path is possible. So I just really went in on this is what I want to do. And here are all the things that I've identified at the school that could help me get there. So look, I did my research. Why not take, you know, me as a student? Because I could really do some cool things here. You're so cool, Osama. Oh, yeah. yeah. What the heck? I'm just over here like, hi, I just came from undergrad. (laughs) No, but then you're like, I want to be an astronaut. Yeah. (laughs) Why would you get a student? I don't know. I should have, like, I don't know. There's like. He's okay. I feel like that's cool. I mean, yeah. Out of this world. Oh, my God. Oh, dang. That was disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) But y'all are laughing. (laughs) Anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So I think that's also a good way to gauge if, you know, your aspirations are too big for certain programs or… They're not though. UCSD, (laughs) this program, I don't know if this program, but UCSD has produced a couple of astronauts. And Mm -hmm. then there's people in the program right now that applied. I know a postdoc and a grad student that applied to be astronauts in the last cycle. (gasps) So it's definitely like, it's not wild to me to be like, oh, this is something I can do. Will I get it? Who knows? but I will have a PhD as my plan B. And that's a pretty good PhD. (laughs) 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 Oh, Oh my God. There she goes again. (laughs) (laughs) You can't. Laniz is like using herself. (laughs) Um, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, those are some questions that you need to be, I I guess, ready for. Again, know your project back and forth. If you're still in touch with your mentor, whoever wrote your letter of recommendations, maybe talk to them about what you're doing and just clarify some points like I had someone ask me like oh why are you doing this and I I didn't know why we were doing it and it wasn't like I didn't know like you know it was more that we were exploring things it was exploratory but I didn't have that vocabulary in my like brain to explain that and it's like oh we're just trying to see what happens and he was like okay <laughs> yeah I was like uh. And yeah. then it was like the 30 minutes and I got to leave and I was like, oh, thank God. Um, but it was just kind of like, know why you're doing it. I think it's the biggest thing. It's like anyone can be told to do something, but like to understand the science behind it is what is really important, I think, for at least PhD program. Yeah, I, I also think that's that's really big because, I mean, in the end, if you do go to said PhD program, you are going to be in charge of like a project and you'll have to know the ins and outs and stuff. So. Very important, important, important tip. But I have a question. Did you guys ever have an interview that didn't go super great? Yes. And how did you navigate? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Didn't finish the um, question. How did you navigate that? 
my first interview was with Jens. And bless that man's soul. He was such a nice man. And let me let me preface this with when I was prepping with my PI from home, my advisor from home, she was like, don't talk about the weather. Homeboy pulls up in the interview. Immediately, like, oh, so the weather's pretty nice here. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, my heart was like. With like his Dutch accent. He's really cool though. Um, but it was just like, and then we just started talking about the, like, it was just like such like little conversation, like not, not little conversation, but it was just like, it, we weren't talking about like what we were there to talk about, which yeah. is like science and like, let me in the program. And I was like, I felt like time was running out and I had to like explain, like give all my points on why I'm like the, yeah. the best student to have here. And he's just like so cash about it all. And then he was like, oh, what other schools did you apply to? And that was like another question I wasn't ready to ask. To answer answer because, and this is, I'm not going to recommend you guys do this, but like, I, I, mm, not that I lied. I just didn't tell the truth Uh (laughs) entirely. Um, Because like I had started a bunch of applications, but like my life was kind of a wreck that fall. So I only sent two. Oh, yes. Yes, I remember. Yeah. So like I I had a whole Excel spreadsheet of all the schools and all the stuff. And and you listed them all? No, I was like, oh, yeah. Like I was thinking about, and that's the word choice. I didn't lie because of my word choice. I was like, oh, I was thinking about like the school and the school, like whatever. Um, but I just like, I don't know. I didn't want them to see that I only applied to two schools. And that was like it. Because like I had applied to an internship before on Leadership Alliance, which is if you're an undergrad and you have time, please, please, please go into Leadership Alliance. You do one application. You can apply to three different programs. Ooh. And it's like a bunch of different schools all over the country, like Harvard, Yale, University of Colorado, a lot of schools you do. It's really good. They pay you like, OK, anyways, but I had applied. Oh, no. I thought and- we're going to go into the pay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh. Yeah. We can talk about that a different time. <laughs> do not do any internships that do not pay you. Yeah. Anyways, um, but I'd only applied to one school because I was trying to go to Colorado <laughs> that summer mm-hmm. and they asked me why did you only apply here? And I was like, oh, oh, I was just like, oh, I just like grew up on the East Coast. I wanted to go out West. And like, I'm lucky I had that like in my head fast mm-hmm. enough to answer. But it was like, I just wanted to hang out with my friends that live in Colorado <laughs> and get paid to live in Boulder. Like, I mean, that would be fun, yeah. you know? Um, and they took you like whitewater rafting and it was like really nice. <laughs> like, I don't know. I live in Florida. It's very flat to be up in the mountains. It's like very fun. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> So use it as a vacation, maybe. I don't know. That's probably bad advice. But <laughs> but you know what? People are like, oh, you should go to this this conference because it's like in this pretty city. Yeah. Mm. I don't think it's that much different for it internships. I'm getting skills that I would need and would benefit me anyways. They're paying yeah. me. I might as well go sit somewhere nice. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did the same. Um, I ended up in Boston or Cambridge, whatever. Same yeah. Place. I was in. We were all don't in Boston at the same time. <laughs> And we didn't know. And we didn't crazy? know. We just found out in summer 2019. Oh. Anyways. It wouldn't be a triplicates podcast. <laughs> Wait, okay. a tangent. Would you recommend students code switching uh, in their oh interview? God. Because professors would be like, what did you say? Um, I think it depends on the, the vibe. Like if I pull up, okay, if you're a person of color and you pull up to a white man. Oh, it's, I think what we were talking about last week that like how others perceive you can affect you negatively in your career because of the system and racism and all this stuff. So I think um, obviously the ideal situation is that we wouldn't have to do that. Yeah. But like sometimes it's for you to survive in a system that was not made for you. You have to do what you got to do. Um, mm-hmm. But 
that being said, if you are in a position where it's like you feel comfortable, like when I was interviewing with Sonia Neal, I keep bringing up Sonia Neal because she's the only woman of color in she's, our biology yeah. program. Basically, when I was picking schools to apply to, I wouldn't ap- apply to them if they didn't have any black women faculty members. Like Princeton didn't have any. I was like, well, oh, not going here. Not have any. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like it's one thing to, to have like no one that looks like you in any capacity, but like to also just be like, oh, there's no one slightly darker than this and then like also no one to like understand when you mention someone's being racist to you and like they are just like oh it's not that it's like mm-hmm. it is that but you just don't want to see it because okay you know whatever um so it's fine so is also my first year faculty advisor and we've had these conversations so <laughs> it's like um i appreciate her mm-hmm. anyways <laughs> You're so talking about do what your... you gotta do. going through it yeah. right now <laughs> oh no <laughs> Yeah, heavy, it's fine. Um, yeah. Um, you were talking were you about saying? yeah your negative interview experience or like not great. Interview wow, experience. was it the weather? Is that we, the way we, we went we, on three hundred yep, degrees? Yep. <laughs> we went a lot of places here. Yep. Um, yeah, and I think I just like I wasn't. He asked me to explain to like tell me about my favorite project and like I picked a project that. He mm. knew a PI that I worked with. So I was like, oh, I can talk to you about this project. But it was a project I did in 2018. So I didn't remember a lot of the, the details. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So it was just like a lot of things had like went slightly off. And I was just like, okay. But like after that, I took a deep breath. I realized all the things that I could improve on. And in the 30 minutes between that interview and the next interview, I Googled all the little words I needed to Google. Yes. And then we were good. Love that for you. You just got to And like, now we're here. And now I, I got in. I got in. I don't know how so I got well. in, but I got in. <laughs> You got in? I did. Store. Yeah. And yeah, you should. Because she's seen. Because she's out of this world, right? Oh, stop. <laughs> stop. See? See how we felt when you did that on us? <laughs> um, but the thing is, like, you don't need to have <laughs> plenty. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. You almost um, called her my name. <laughs> I know, I did. <laughs> you know what? It's hard. It's okay. okay. I'm the only one with a non A name. <laughs> I think you're self selecting that way. Oh, All your gosh. friends are A's. Yeah. <gasps> Oh. oh my god, my other friend. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, we psychoanalyzed Lenise for the fourth time. <laughs> um, but the the thing is, you don't have to have every perfect interview. If you have like most of them are pretty good, mm-hmm. you'll be fine. Like they obviously already like you if they are doing this much work to get you to talk to them. And mm-hmm. scheduling faculty to do something is like the worst thing in the it's world. It's horrendous. Yeah. Anything you'd like to add, Asama? <laughs> was your word did you have a worse interview i feel like you're so on top of your sh- yeah i can't imagine a summer not having a good interview i don't know i think a lot of interview experience is just in my head every time i open my mouth to speak i'm always self-conscious about my accent really yeah really? even though i've been here for a while so like re-listening to episodes before we like release them makes me like cringe a little bit when I like listen to my own voice but then when I listen to you guys I'm like ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah I think if it were well if you ask me honestly I think most of my interviews I think I completely bomb but then I've learned to pick up like tangible measurable cues because you know we're scientists so at the end when they're like oh thanks so much for talking to me good luck and they give you the handshake because you know like back in the day when people shook hands 
And then you can tell that they had a good time and that it wasn't so terrible. Sometimes professors will give you this like old device called um, their business card. <laughs> so that's, that's another thing. Yeah, that's when they, they they're like, to tell you that they like touch. you. Yeah. Um, or if they like ask you to write down your email so they can like mm. ask you something later. Mm. So, yeah. Did I bomb all my interviews? <laughs> oh, I definitely got Sonia's no. business card. Oh. So there we go. That's my homie right there. Me and Sonia <laughs> Neal. <laughs> What about you, Lenny? I had a trash interview. Like, one oh. specifically that stands out. Like, oh. he was like, ask me all the questions that you you want answered. And I asked questions, and he obviously didn't want to answer my questions. Oh, I don't like that attitude. And, like, oh, yeah. No. It was, like, it was horrible. I It was such a long interview. I think it was a 45-minute interview, not mm. even a 31. Yikes. And I was just like, eh. So I left the interview feeling like, Bleh. Right. Because mm. it, it was just weird. Like he didn't want I could tell he didn't want to be there. And because he didn't want to be there, he made me feel like I didn't want to be there. And yeah. he just made me no. feel small, you know. But what was nice. I don't like that man. Yeah, I don't like that man. Wait, wasn't here, was it? No, no. Okay. I mm, no. <laughs> you can tell us later. Yeah, I will. Off mic. Um, off the record. <laughs> so um, but then I talked to one of the girls that had interviewed with him right before me and she was like oh she like explained her experience and it was like exactly like mine and then we talked to grad students and were like oh yeah he's like he's just like that yeah he's just like that which sucks if yeah people can be sucky people sometimes mm. but um don't let it get in your head I guess like I definitely felt after that interview I was like uh, but like really wasn't that big of a deal I did end up getting into the program I didn't go there but <laughs> that interview like didn't make or break me, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think that? Um, did you have like a student host assigned to you? If I you did, if you yeah. asked them, do you think they would have told you about this person? Um, like beforehand. Yeah. Um, maybe, but I also didn't know that he was gonna be a sucky person beforehand. Oh. Um, when yeah. I was here, any any grad student I interacted with asked me who I was interviewing with and I was yeah. like, oh yeah, they're cool, they're cool, they're cool. Oh, this person's like really excited about this and like you'll see it but like don't yeah. worry about it. Like, yeah. Every, all the grad students were checking I in. I think the grad mm-hmm. students here were really aware of that though because mm-hmm. I, I also had the same experience. I don't know. He was, yeah. That's all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think they also wanted us to have a good time and go in sort of prepared to interviews. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so shout out to UCSD grad students who yeah. we're a part of now. <laughs> Um, but I mean, that's like, those are like the little things that made me want to go here too, right? You you feel Aww. cared for, right? At the interview. Yeah. I really felt like, or that they genuinely wanted to be my friend. Yeah. And like, uh, not that you're at grad school to be friends, but like, obviously I'm not going to go somewhere where I feel like I wouldn't thrive as like a person. And like, I was like, oh, I can really see myself making friends here. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So that felt good. And obviously I have, so... That being that said, <laughs> interviews aren't all about interviewing as faculty. Talk to the grad students. They're going to give it to you check straight. Them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, if you don't want to talk to them on Zoom or something, like you can be like, oh, hey, can I get like your number? Not well, maybe not their number. Ask their for email. like their Twitter, their email, yeah. like something that's like. You, they used to tell me to like give someone a phone call, like if you wanted to talk to someone about like, oh, it's like your PI trash, like don't do it on, Whoa. you know what I mean? Oh, because you don't want it written. You don't want it, because like anything that has a .edu is like technically can be searched by the mm-hmm. university. Like it's yeah. like, 
their property kind of i don't know at least that's how it was at fsu like yeah yeah it belonged to them um so you don't want to be like oh yeah they treat me terribly and but don't come here and like that's a good rule of thumb i mean like in business too you don't want to be doing any personal trash talking on mm-hmm. anyone else's dime uh, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah so like yeah i think a lot of i don't know about a lot of programs but like some people are doing a lot of stuff on Slack, so you could maybe connect to grad students on Slack, DM them there, or like, I don't know, figure that out in yeah. a way that's safe, maybe. Yeah. And I mean, if you're shy, you're nervous to talk to people, that's okay. But like, grad students are there to help. Like, you know. And we want to help you. We want to help you. Like, yeah. we're volunteering. They're not making us do anything. We're there because we actually want to help bring in the next year of students and you're going to be our friends our peers so like we want to make sure like you're cool with us we're cool with you like we don't want to sabotage you in any way so like don't worry about that like we're just here to help yeah we want you to prosper like beyond the interview but also just feel comfortable at the interview and try to give you as good of a time as we can make you feel comfortable comfortable (laughs) (laughs) yeah one thing So I worked in industry for three years after undergrad. So I've been on the other side of the interview table or like recruitment events and things like that. And usually to me, it seems so stressful. It seems like you're speed dating and you're just being vague about whether or not you want to hire a certain person. But there was this one thing that um, my last CEO, Mark Smith at Finch said, like towards the end of like the happy hour, which is like... Along the lines of, thank you for coming here. You're incredible. We wanted to meet you. We want to connect with you. We want to learn from you. Whether or not, like, you end up here, like, by us choosing you or you choosing us. Like, I'm really grateful for, like, even having you working in this space. Because wherever you end up, like, you're going to do some really good science. We're going to do good science. And, like, together, we're going to drive this field forward. So it's not about, like, you know, me specifically having you as an employee like wherever you end up like I'm happy that you're like working on this with us so like sometimes it's helpful to like zoom out and like be happy for the person for like doing their good work whether or not they like come to your school or company I love that I love that too and mentioning zoom (laughs) transition (laughs) um different kind of zoom how yeah different kind of zoom um Something that we didn't have to deal with, but something, I mean, it's related to maybe like fatigue of like being on planes, mm. being at an interview, period. Yeah. But y'all have the extra like thing of Zoom fatigue. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, sorry. <laughs> like deep, deep sorry. <laughs> I do apologize. Yeah. Um, oh, but I guess what tips and tricks, I mean, we, ha- we have class on Zoom and stuff. So, we and do- it's the worst. And many, many meetings. Yep. So mm-hmm. we have had to deal with Zoom fatigue. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in the aspect of interviewing, but in other aspects. So what are your tips and tricks for championing Zoom fatigue? Overcoming? Overcoming. Okay. That's a word. Overcoming yeah, Zoom fatigue. Yeah, I think that's a little different vibe. Uh, uh, go outside in between your meetings. Mm-hmm. Go sit in the sun. If you live in the North, I'm very sorry. <laughs> yeah. Like, I couldn't be me. Um. Yeah, go outside, drink water before mm. go to the bathroom in between. 
in between my Zoom meetings, I literally lay down under my, my blanket. <laughs> I have an alarm that goes off three minutes before. And then when the alarm goes off, I just pop out of bed and I'm like, okay, I'm ready. Shake it off and go <laughs> do another 45 minutes. Unnecessary. That could have been an email. <laughs> Stop. Um, it's fine. Asama Mama. I would agree. Yeah. For being someone from the North, um, I think if you can't get some sun in between your meetings, do something that makes you warm. Uh, maybe make some tea. Maybe like go snuggle under a blanket with your pet or something. Tell yourself you're cool. Um, eat a snack. That's good tell too. Tell yourself you're cool. Oh my <laughs> We're gosh. telling you that you're cool. So you have to tell yourself. Number one cheerleader is. <laughs> Yeah, I like warm things, so. Have you ever heard of a happy light or aka a sad lamp? Yeah, oh. girl, I had two of them. <laughs> right, this is a How do you think I survived Boston? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I found out about on mm-hmm. Twitter. Yeah. So if you have a sad lamp yeah. and you can't get sun, maybe turn that on. Mm-hmm. Get a little light. What about you, in front of a light. Besides know. that. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you can tell I've lived on the West Coast. Oh my on the specifically South. SoCal, yeah, specifically, yeah, because like Southern the West California. Coast includes Seattle, Sorry. which is a very different yes, vibe. Yes, yes. Um, just typical California thinking that California is the West Coast. Anyway, oof, don't problematic. I know. <laughs> um, I don't know. Sometimes I kind of just need a little, a, a little thing to wake me up. So. And if I lay on my bed, I might just stay on my bed, which is not good. Um, mm-hmm. I'll do a little, a little. Jig, a little dance or like quick oh. little like yeah, dance party what are these jumping jacks jumping jacks <laughs> what are they called <laughs> like, you, yeah. you do a lot of them <laughs> um, put on like just like a song to hype me I don't know you know mm-hmm. just to like get hyped yeah that's what I do like going like if I have to go from a zoo meeting to lab I blast my music yes and I drive We've or on my headphones if mm-hmm. I'm walking and during the Zoom meeting, my recommendation is get yourself some Play-Doh <laughs> to occupy your hands under the desk while you're talking. Mm-hmm. Um, I sometimes if I don't Play-Doh, I have I usually always have like a hair tie on my wrist and then I end up playing with that. But then I forget that I have it in my hand and then I'm like within the <laughs> no, I just like I, I make like I don't know. I twist it. It's fine. I don't have a hair tie on me right now. Um, <laughs> it's in my hair. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I recommend doing that. Um, that's usually what I do towards like the end of the Stimacy shows. I realized I was fidgeting a lot and I was like, okay, I need to like occupy my hands somehow. Yeah. Should we bring back those little, well, what are the fidget spinners? <laughs> they make sound. Oh, they do. The Play Doh doesn't make sound. Oh. Mm-hmm. Pro tip. Mm-hmm. Um, I also recommend having a glass of water. Mm hmm. Ready to go. Yeah, because you'd be talking. Yeah. (laughs) You'd be talking, talking. Coughing into the microphone is the worst. Don't do that. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want to hear it. Um, If you want to have a good time, maybe we should make them a bingo spreadsheet. (laughs) 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 An interview bingo spreadsheet. Maybe I will. I have time, actually. Maybe. We'll put it in the show notes um, for your interview. Zoom interview weekend. (laughs) Brainstorm. That'd be fun. Um. Yeah. Every time someone says interdisciplinary. Oh, God. <laughs> Everyone says um, due to these unprecedented, unprecedented times. times. <laughs> this is the first time we're doing this, so bear with us. Um, we are going to try our best. We but hear you. Real, bear with us. We hear you. 
My favorite. Um, <laughs> yeah. <gasps> what else? Let's all take a deep breath together. Okay, ready? Ready? In. Okay. Deep I breath. suggest doing this. Yeah, in between, yeah. between interviews. Wait, okay. So what about cameras? Do you, obviously, between you and the professor, like one-on-one meeting, mm-hmm. you want to have your camera on? Oh my God, yeah. If you can't. But like in like big, giant Zoom oh, like presentation like, type thing, like yeah. do you think it's necessary to show interest? If someone is sharing slides, I turn my camera off. Mm. Because the chances of someone looking at me are very low. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. and when you turn it off, you literally get you go. Down. Yeah, you go yep. throw it at the back. If you have your camera on, people can see you. And then like, when I did my internship over the summer, they made us keep our cameras on. But then you caught me like with my hand on my cheek, like just <gasps> supporting my face. Like, yeah. I was interested. I had two screens, but it looked like I was staring off because I was like, like at mm-hmm. the screen above my screen with the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just turned, I just turned it off now. Yeah, mm. I think. Hmm. Okay, I'm in class. I'm gonna turn off my camera. If we're not in gallery view, it's going off, you know. But you're in an interview. I feel like it's a different, a different. Mm, yeah, it's yeah. a different situation. Uh, that's not to say like I know that not everyone is in an area where they can always have their camera on. Yeah, because I know if yeah. I was home, there's people. Mom in the be yelling. Yeah, yeah. yeah mom be passing through. <laughs> Um, people you, are getting mom. home from work. Yeah, I love you, mom and dad. <laughs> um, so like, I don't know. I I personally think that the people interviewing you interviewing you should be understanding mm-hmm. of that. Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry if they're not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least like, I get it, and I know other like the PhD students at least. The younger people. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll get it. Yeah, I think some some people are really, especially like, I don't know. We're, I think we're like diverging a little bit, but it's so annoying when they're like, "Oh, you have to have your camera." Yeah, on. it's like, um, do I? Yeah. If I was sitting in class, I'd still be. I literally sat. Don't do this again. <laughs> once again. I did get an A minus in this class, so Ooh. I say this with a grain of salt. I sat in the front rows. And I thought it was because it made me pay attention. The problem was the one I couldn't see because my glasses. Um, but I sat in the second row and I, in my physics class and I still scrolled on Twitter every once in a while just because it was like I needed to do something with my hands. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're not talking fast enough. My brain isn't processing things fast enough. I get like I start zoning out and I'm like I need to do something to like fill every inch of my brain for some reason. Um, and I just, like, you know what I mean? Like if I was in class and I decided I didn't want to pay attention, what are you going to do to me? But now I have to have my camera on so you can check. And what are you going to do? What are you going to do to me? Tell me to get off my phone? (laughs) You can't even make real eye contact on Zoom. Exactly. I don't know who you're looking at. From experience, it's okay if the buy in an interview is okay. These Zoom meetings be awkward. They do be so awkward. You say bye like 12 times. And you're like, okay, it was nice to talk to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for talking. Okay. Okay, bye. Sometimes I get offended if they like don't do the whole... Like, they don't drag out the bye. They're just like, okay, bye. And then hang up. And I'm like, oh, okay, bye. <laughs> That's why when I'm, like, the host, I always end meeting for all. <laughs> Everyone's leaving. <laughs> Gotta go. So I minimize that for everyone. Um, But, yeah. I guess, is there any other tips and tricks we want to, we want to highlight on the pod? Oh, one thing I would like to share. And I don't know if they're going to ask you about. I don't remember being asked this in my interviews. But I thought this was 
a good answer to a question that I think job interviews ask you a lot. Mm-hmm. And it was, mm-hmm. what's your greatest weakness? Mm-hmm. Right? Ooh, yes. And this one, I got some really good answers mm-hmm. when we were in our like little workshop this week. Mm. And she had said, I'm trying to think of, like to say something that is not, so it's not like directly your fault. You know what I mean? So like her answers were to be like, it's like, if it was your greatest weakness, like, oh, I came from an undergrad where I didn't have a lot of great mentorship. Mm. Um, so I'm really trying to find that here in this program and through my PhD. And I think that'll help me get to where I'm trying to go. Mm. Right. So it's like it's something that was like a problem, but can still be fixed and is going to be fixed by you coming here. Mm-hmm. And the other one was. Um, the other one was I had a late start. Like, I didn't know what research was until, like, two years ago. But here I am. I'm really excited. I, I really want to get this PhD, but I'm a little bit behind. I didn't, like, know all the ropes behind everything. Mm-hmm. Just because either, like, I wow. came in late or, like, oh, my parents aren't in science, so I had to try to figure out a lot of this stuff on my own. Like, I didn't even know what a PhD program was two years ago. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm here, and this is really what I want to do, and I think I will fit in really greatly to this program. You know, so it's, like... Mm. It's like not even your fault, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like this is my that's, mind was blown. It's a really good answer. It, it was is, a really right? good answer. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Do you want to know what I hear the most when I ask candidates at jobs? Like, what's your wicked, your um, biggest, biggest weakness? Can I guess? Yeah. Is it like I'm detail oriented. Oh, no. They say, I work too much. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, so original. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I will come in on the weekend. I will stay late. I do everything myself. And I'm like, sounds good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you're bad at time management is what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mentioning working hard. Um, a work-life balance. That's a question. A song just <laughs> yawned. <laughs> and she yawned on tape. Asama doesn't yawn. It's true. Oh my God, you just yawned. Asama never yawns outside of her own home. And she just yawned in my house. It's because I'm tired of work life balance. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that's a different conversation we could have. Uh, listen, Winter Court is kicking my ass, but it's fine. Oh, sorry. <laughs> she yelling in my home. Um, what were you gonna say? Sorry. Work-life balance. I think it's important to ask how it is in different labs, especially if you're uh, interested in joining. Oh, maybe I have some feelings about this. I think you should definitely ask the grad students. I don't think it's a question to ask during your interview with faculty members, unless you want to join their lab. Yeah, but even like mm. just because some people will take it weird ways. Yeah, I agree. depending on like their philosophies, and you don't know their philosophies, yeah. especially if uh like you hadn't talked to grad students about what type of personality they have. Yeah. So I think there's ways to gauge um, how, if you want to ask a faculty member, yeah. I, again, would ask the grad students. They're the ones that are going to be in your position. Yeah. You will be in their positions. They're going to know firsthand, like, what the situation oh, is yeah, at the school. Um, not to say that it isn't important. It definitely is important. Yeah. It was a very big decision factor for me when I was trying to pick schools to apply to. Um, but... I don't know. If you want to ask a faculty member, you can be like, oh, what's the retention rate or how often do people master out or like what just to understand like what the situation is Mm -hmm. to see like, oh, how how often is burnout here at the school? Like, 
do you have anything in place to support students? Mm -hmm. Something like that. Yeah, I agree. That's, yeah. So to clarify, words. Once again, it's a Sunday night. To clarify, it's important to ask work-life balance. About work-life balance to the grad students. Yes. Am I mad that it irks faculty that we ask these questions? Yes. Um. Outside of like science and stuff, I think it's also important to, to ask about different things. We've talked about talking to faculty about outreach, mm-hmm. um, but also when you're talking to grad students, you can ask like, I guess, other questions. Because I mean, they're living on the stipend that you would live off of. They're using the insurance you have to use. Exactly. They're going to mm-hmm. have more information about that kind of stuff. Um, and cost of living is important. Um mm-hmm. The insurance that you're going to get as a grad student is important. The mm-hmm. um, How long it takes from you to seeing a doctor to seeing yeah. a specialist. Like, understanding that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Like you, they, they'll, ask, they'll answer those questions if you ask. Yeah. And that's, like, healthcare for, like, seeing a doctor, seeing a dentist, seeing a... What is that even? Optometrist? Girl, I don't know. Why are you looking at me? Are there... Um, we, we all have glasses. I know. But that doesn't mean I know the words. Ophthalmologists are the people who, like, do eye diseases. Oh. And optometrists are, like, glasses. Oh, what are the words. people that do foot things? Podiatrist. No, it starts with an O. No. Yes. Okay. Orthopedic something? I think so. Orthopedist? But I thought... I think they're orthodont... No, or- that's no. wrong. No! <laughs> Orthotics. Okay, let's move... Orthotics. Oh. 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 feet. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's. What do podiatrists do? Not um, podiatrists. No, orthotics podi- make the little molds. I think the little molds <laughs> in your feet are orthotics. So there's, I don't know who that be specific. Yes, I have a bone on my foot. No, <laughs> anyway. too much. Yeah. Okay, I'll save that. But yeah. also talk about like what there is for support for mental health, mm-hmm. um, which is very important. We all know these these years in getting a PhD, they can be hard. Yeah. They mm-hmm. are. Oh. What? I don't know. I heard something. Not- oh, it happens sometimes. Okay. I just ignore it. <laughs> um, so don't be afraid to ask those questions. Um, you're going to spend five to six years mm-hmm. in this place. You're going to want to make sure you're well taken care of, that you're happy. Generally, yeah. mostly happy. <laughs> I mean, you're going to have bad days. That's okay. But that's just part of it. That's part of life. Yeah. Yeah. I think... When it comes to like picking a place or picking schools, my I don't know if this is a good. Nah. <laughs> well, like I only well okay not Speak. to be not to be a uh, one of those people, but I only applied to schools that were like top ten. Yeah. So like of all the schools there, I know they're all a good education. So I just kind of got that out of the boat, and then I was like, okay, what schools will I be happy to live here? Yeah. And that narrowed it down significantly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then, so, like, my biggest concern, since I knew I would be taken care of on the education front, was, like, will I be a happy person? Yeah. So, like, definitely think about that. And you can ask that. Like, you can ask that specific question. Are you happy? Yeah. And, they and they'll tell answer. you. Yeah, they'll tell you. That'd I've talked frank. to someone that said, no, don't come here. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, same, though. All right. I also oh. recommend you join, uh, or if you're applying to schools i know it's a little late but if you've already applied to schools you're interviewing check if they have a grad student union mm. yes because they have a lot of power if they you have do. A union. yeah yeah you want someone advocating for you when yeah. things go south when ish hits the fan and it do be hitting the fan it do periodically oh <laughs> <laughs> 
can I suggest like a little question, common questions you should ask at an interview? Sure. Mm. Yeah. So this uh, person, scientist that I follow on Twitter. Drop the at. Her at is, oh gosh, hold on. Where's her at? <laughs> at Paola V. Figueroa. So it's at P-A-O-L-A-V-F-I-G-U-E-R-O-A. Um, she has a really good infographic with a ton of questions you can ask at interviews all pertaining to like the institution itself, housing, transportation, finances, and lifestyle. Um, And she also has one for like students that are rotating or trying to pick a lab. Oh yeah. Um, So I think that's that's a good resource to kind of look at. I've retweeted it if you follow me at under the lens. Um, (laughs) It'll be there. If you send that to me, I can put it in the show notes. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Twitter is a good place to stock PIs, but also... Uh, a lot of resources. Yeah, there's a lot of resources. Um, and friends. Yeah. Oh. I have a group of people that are grad students yeah. that we just play Among Us every once in a while. Oh, yeah, and fun. it's like, oh, we need more players. And I just like have my like five D people I DM <laughs> to be like, hey, we're playing Among Us. You want to come? Um, yeah. And they usually do. So and it's fun. It's very nice. It's a good time. Um, but yeah, d- definitely dip into science Twitter, academic Twitter. If you... It's kind of a hellhole, but like you can yeah, find other is. PhD students like and PhD students at the schools you're trying to go to. Yeah. And you'll find like information. That might be helpful, even though sometimes, like it's recently, trash. it's trash. The problem is they always want to have discourse, and like their hot takes are always really bad. <laughs> They're always like the way she struggled with bad. She was bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's always like oh I like it's always someone. They're just like, oh, I don't believe it that people should have rights or like uh, maybe just, we shouldn't pay people living wages. Uh, oh, oh, that's mm, don't and it's don't just get me like, started. It's so aggravating. It is it's like these people are in positions of power, and then yep. for them to just be flagrantly like saying these words and like universities yep. aren't doing anything about it because it's like not it's just a public space on like ah, and the amount of people. Faking being women of color. Oh, like what? You haven't heard, bro. There's at least three people last year. Like anons. What? Right? Like an like anonymous anons. No, like there was someone who had who like faked, had a whole fake profile. This was like I'm not gonna go too much into it, but like it made the news. But it was like basically this woman had said that she like had this whole fake profile that she was a professor at the University of Arizona or something, and that she had died of covid and like someone had gone on her page to like announce that she had died of covid and then they went to reach out to the university to be like oh like why haven't you said anything about this professor that died and they're like i don't know who you're talking about and then it got exposed it was just like some white lady who was like saying she you know do you know what i mean and this is not the first time and then the whole thing with like alec baldwin's wife faking that she was from Spain oh. and had like a fake spanish accent and named all of her kids like marco and all this stuff uh-huh and she's just like a white lady from like Massachusetts. <gasps> <laughs> she's not representing New England well. <gasps> it, or is she? <laughs> or is she? <laughs> Asama hot take. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So like it's like, yeah. It's a lot. But like if you can That's find so other grad impressive. students, maybe look up don't grad, <laughs> grad school interview. Like no look for like Twitter for keywords search, yeah, or something. Keywords. Like, yeah. Um, Let's not get entangled. In the mess. Mm-hmm. And, and, and while you're on Twitter, you can follow us at <laughs> Triplicates Pod. Um, I think all of our handles are 
in our bios. So you they can follow are. us there and then you can follow the people we follow because mm-hmm. maybe they're not terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, and other than that, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> we are letting you into the world. Good luck. You can do it. Don't forget to mute your microphones unless you have to speak. Oh, yes. Mute your microphones and you can change your Zoom settings so that it automatically mutes your microphone upon entry of a Zoom room. And I recommend doing that. Um, I have that setting on and it it is kind of annoying when I'm on a one-on-one meeting and I start talking because I forget my mic is on. <laughs> but it is very useful in big rooms. Um, we were in a meeting and someone got called out because some alarm was going off in someone's house and like oh, they yeah. didn't know that like <laughs> it was them. And we were all just like kind of like, you know, like just like, okay. I thought it was you and they're like oh I thought mm-hmm. it was you or like the two people with their mics on and I was like okay yeah <laughs> um yeah so so let's oh girl do some observations and run some statistics I was gonna get there oh. I, I know <laughs> on our data um I, I was just trying to help you out I was offering my hand Asama what is the question for today the question is how many of our PhD students believe in you? Um, it's going to be a hell yeah for me. Yes, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> I also believe in you. I think, listen, you guys, so many people. I'm sorry, not you guys. Listen, you people, friends. <laughs> I believe in you. Aww. So many people have gotten a PhD. Like, they are not any more qualified or unqualified. Like, you... If I can do it, you can do it. We all can do it. Yeah. It's okay. You're only in your first year, but yes. <laughs> okay. Awesome. But I made it past the interviews. Yes. That's true. And that's our, our biggest concern. One thing at a time. If I could get them to accept me, <laughs> you can get them to accept you. Um, And if you don't get accepted, it's not a big deal. It's not. You just try again next year. Exactly. It feels devastating. I remember getting a rejection letter and like crying for the whole day. And my mom looked at me and she's like, what, you're going to sit on the couch and cry? And I was like, (laughs) can I have the afternoon, mom? (laughs) She's like, there's nothing you can do about it. And I think once you realize like, okay, like, that's it. Okay. Like, you just got to figure out what to do next. And like, oh, ah! Um, it's not the end of the world is what I'm trying to say. Like, you can always reapply and apply different places. And if it's like, because you're, you don't think that you had enough experience. Okay, cool. You have a year to get more experience. And then there's, there's so much you can do. And it's like, I know. Yep. Yeah. You can do postbacs. You can do industry. Maybe you like it. There's Mm -hmm. a ton of stuff. I mean, and the NIH has a lot of postbacs. They do. But I think, do you have to, I don't know. Work there after? (laughs) No. Oh, I maybe think I so. think they had something where you had to work. Maybe it's some oh, summer internships or something. I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, but I believe beautiful. in you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I was like, let me say something. Okay, wait, go ahead. Repeat. I talked over you. I believe in you. You can do it. Wee. Yeah. Okay, so 100%. You heard that? 100% of our PhD students think y'all are superstars and we're rooting for you this interview season. In next episode, we'll be talking about our favorite love TV shows. Yeah. Subcategory, trash TV shows. What do you mean love? <laughs> like dating like, shows? Like, yeah, dating shows. Yeah. I don't want to call them trash right away. Some of them oh, are like fun. I, dating shows are not <laughs> trash. <laughs> but they're like, there. Like, uh, yeah. No, I love, I love the drama. 
Me um, too. There's nothing happening here. So I just like, I want, I want the like, ooh, are they? Won't they? Oh my gosh. Um, oh, they're making a bad decision. <laughs> Wish that could be me. Oh. oh. I was like, yes. So come decompress with us. Yes. Yeah. Um, I also think it's interesting that we watched the same show and like our current relationship situation are like all different. Yeah. So if, <laughs> if you have any interview tips or experiences that you'd like to share, feel free to send them our way. And any suggestions for trash TV shows we can watch? Yeah, yeah. I I will take them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at triplicatespod, and you can email us at triplicatespod at gmail.com. If you like us, support us on patreon.com slash triplicatespod. And with that, obrigada. Ciao. Gracias y adios. Kapun ka. Bye. Thank you.